hamster with a blunt penknife would do it quicker. Welcome back to A Hamster with a Blunt Penknife, the Doctor Who commentary podcast. I didn't realise this episode was being started by a Dalek. That's not a Dalek. <laughs> it is I, James, James Bree. <laughs> I once wrote an article for, for a fanzine, um, which was um, 10 Funky Facts About James Bree. I wish I could remember funky them. Funky facts? Yeah, I can't remember why they were funky facts. It's probably because it was the 90s. Oh, okay. Um, but I remember me and my friend Richard absolutely howling at that because we loved James Bree, but I can't remember what they were. Oh, I remember one was um, the time um, every episode of the War Games was underrunning massively, so David Maloney <laughs> asked James Bree if real? he wouldn't mind stretching it. No, no, we made oh, them all up. Right. We wouldn't mind stretching out the pronunciation of every single word he said. Do you know what he goes? What a stupid fool you, you are. are. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you what, you never forget him, do you? You never do. Although, do you know, it's so funny. When Mark did it for two or two, yeah, yeah. Sarah absolutely fell about at that performance. <laughs> And Mark hated it. Really? Oh, oh. very strange taste when it comes to Doctor Who, you know. Well, I'm learning this. I mean, anyone who doesn't like the Graham Williams era. Oh, no, he's very sorry, good. Mark. He's very good in bed, though. You know? <laughs> so, um, oh, sorry, well, I shouldn't say that on the commentary. <laughs> well, I wouldn't know. I should hope not. Um, on that note, would you care to skip into episode four of, uh, or part four, sorry, well, of Full Circle? Before I, I do this, I, oh. I have a question for you. From who? From Fraser. Who else? Well, Fraser, who who else would ask us lots of questions? Tuffers will be along when they've emptied all this. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, he's a, says, um, some of the questions he's asked we've answered already, but this is a really interesting one. Why do you think this story isn't held in higher regard? I think that's a really good point. Yes. Because of this season, I think this would fall sort of mid to bottom of the pack because the season is so strong Mm -hmm. and because there are so many memorable stories in it. Um, You remember what I said at the beginning of this commentary? That this story is very competent. Yes. Competently told, very competently directed, acted the works. Competent, it's not classic, is it? No, it's not outstanding although there are some outstanding moments mm. overall it's not yeah I think it's because it's it doesn't have a massive super villain like I don't Genesis of the Daleks no it doesn't have a it doesn't have a standout villain or a scary monster like Seeds of Doom no. you know like it's all very good yes but very good doesn't get noticed see I I wouldn't like if I was doing my top 100 and whatever it is now 250 Doctor mm-hmm. Who's this would probably hit somewhere in the middle okay. I think middle to just sort of edging towards the top half but probably somewhere around 100 mm-hmm. you know interesting isn't it um, because I I always rate this season extra highly because I don't think it gets enough love and I love genuinely love all the stories this year um, but if I was to put them in order, which I don't think I could do because I love them all, but for different reasons, 
I don't know where any of this would come. I, I, this would be in the top half of Doctor Who for me, definitely, and probably quite top, top half. But I do wonder whether that's a lot of nostalgia, which is very difficult to get away from with Doctor Who because it's been such a big part of my life. But actually, is this one of the most averagely average stories there is? I don't know if I don't average know, is I don't the think right it's average. Words. No, because it's not average. It's definitely above average. Yes. It's just too well made to be average. Yes. But I know mm-hmm. what you're saying. Is this one of the best mid-range stories? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Definitely, sure. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if we were rating this, though... Um, in terms of um, wet bums coming out of water. <laughs> then that's right in the top. It is the number one, one. story. Of the cast- <laughs> I can't think of any other examples. There's a few other lovely bums. Yeah, you know, but not wet bums. Those in Earthshock. Yeah, know. there's some good bums there. They're covered in tin foil, mm-hmm. but they're very yeah, nicely Yeah, you and Pete muscled. admired those back in the, back oh, in the day, didn't Pete you? Pete Lambert admires many a bum, you well, know. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Pete. <laughs> does, does he have any more questions before we go in? Um... Well, of course he does, because it's Fraser. Oh, go on and hit me with another one. Should K-9 have been written out before this story and saved the humiliation of being reduced to a head on a stick? <laughs> that is a great point. Do you know what? He, you know what? He does make some good points, Fraser. I don't have to yeah. say it too mm-hmm. often, you know. Shh, don't say it. Very clever, sodony. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> It's a tough one because I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to lose any John Leeson performances. No. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad he came back. Um, but you're right, he is a bit of a cipher this year. He is. And he is abused terribly. But I really like the image of the Masked Man having the head as a trophy mm. and carrying it round on his stick. And you know when he has his mental breakdown in Warrior's Gate, you know? Yeah. Contracting. A warning, warning. 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 Yeah. I love all of that stuff. Yeah. Especially when he gets kicked by the fella from Randall Ooh. Hopcock and goes... <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, 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 would, I wouldn't lose a story with No, him. I wouldn't. Not at all. Um, and he's had, a, he's had his hero moments in this story as well as getting his head knocked off. How could he ask you that question? After know, you he's, said that tale of youth about having your fabulous canine on a string, um, you know... You, as, Think of six, five, six-year-old Cy Hart right now. Mm-hmm. You imagine someone asking you that question. Should K-9 leave the series? Honestly. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On that note, let's, let's go, go into four. four. If he says any more, then yeah, we'll read them out. Snog Mary avoid. Oh, can I have that one? Okay. Come on. Snog Mary... Get bitten by a funky mind-controlling melon spider. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so funny. Dexeter. Yeah, oh. Logan. Oh. A marshman. I don't know one good person to snog there. If he just said Lala Ward, I'd be there like a shot. I don't know. George Baker is Logan. It's not. Oh, alright. I think you'd have to marry him. I'm going to. I'm going to snog the marshman. Okay. I'm going to marry Logan because he seems right. oh, like a yeah, pretty does. Yeah, stable think, yeah. sort of fella. And avoid Dexter. Dexter. You don't know what he's going to be doing on you while you're asleep. He'll come at me with a bloody scalpel is what exactly. he'll do. Yeah. Okay. Is right. that, are we done? Um, what, does this set, what does setting this story in eSpace add to it? Yeah, we've covered that. We Fraser. have, yeah. Sorry, Fraser. Not a great deal, if I'm honest. No. This could be set in N-Space, Absolutely it? could be. And still yes. tell the same story. But it's more the bigger 
it's as we said in episode one, it's setting the biggest scene, isn't it? It's the only it. one that's essential in East Space is Warrior's Gate, I yes. would say. Mm-hmm. Well, should we go into part four? Let's go into part four. Fraser, thank you for the question. Thank you very much. I'm sure more will crop up as go, the episode Go and goes. enjoy your Toby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right, here we go with part four then. He'll be coming for me now. You know that, <laughs> he will. You? Okay, in five, Can I ask four, you something? Yeah. Oh, will you press play and I'll ask you. Okay. In five, four, three, two, one, come on, Blu-ray, and here we go. Do you, you know when somebody says something enough times that you start to believe it's true? I believe you have to do something 40-odd times for it to be true. Well, Fraser said that you've liked Terminus more than 40 times. He has. I'm starting to think it's true. Is it true? No. <laughs> no, it's not. It's him who well, loves Terminus. Honestly. This is to, what it's like. It's like It's starting to warp my mind. Yes, he did the same thing with the Dominators. He did. Wow, this is Fraser, isn't it? And then we did a commentary where we spent five episodes saying nice things about it. What's that about? Oh, it was very funny, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. Down the stairs. Let yep, the Marshmen in. Lovely green boots. <laughs> Lovely green boots. <laughs> this is fashion watch it now. Is, on yeah. to a blunt pen knife. Yeah, and just a hint of petticoat under the bottom of the, the skirt. That's nice. Simon Hart. <laughs> what has happened to you? Petticoats, indeed. <laughs> I like that. Co- I like Romana's costume in this so, one. So, are we underrunning or overrunning? Because I can't tell if it's a long reprise or not. It's quite short, it's, actually, isn't it? Yeah, it's not. Yeah, because she's just about to open the doors, so we're not. That's <clears throat> fairly swift. Do you know what? I'm absolutely going to say. I think Matthew Waterhouse gives his best performances when he's alone with Tom Baker. Yes, because there he looked like he knew what he was doing in that mm-hmm. scene. He's, yeah, he's such a weird choice. Oh, but yes, get the dry go, ice machine yeah. out. Mm-hmm. They love a bit of dry ice, don't they? Yeah, it's very atmospheric. What is mist fall outside? Oh, yeah, of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when the mist falls. See, that's very of, like, sort of ancient myth, isn't it? It is, yeah. And in the book, there's a whole poem about mist fall and sort of that's grown up as part of their mythology that they they say to each other now we've had the answer spelled out to us now but not in dialogue no she's been bitten by the spider which has taken her over yeah the marshmen have come in to the and star she's got liner. a special she's linked so there's something that links all those three yes. things and it's not i don't think it's ever quite spelled out no no the doctor does that he says, from Mars Child... Yes, from but it's from not... Spider to Marshman to... See this panel on the wall here? Yeah. That is part of the teleport control from the Liberator. Is it? When it was... When the console was broken up. After it's the little three. switches after what? season three, Doctor so... Doctor Who's pillaging its resources yeah, at the BBC. Absolutely. I don't blame them for doing that. No, but to go back to this, it's the relationship between Romana... And the Marshmen isn't spelt out in dialogue. It's spelt out in actions. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, literally, the pieces have been put down. Yeah. So, if you're a savvy viewer, you'll see, you could, okay, yeah. she was bitten by the spider. She's got an affinity with the Marshmen. Something links those three things together. Yes. Oh, and there's Tylos dying. Oh, that's sad. Um... I think they do base under siege here really well. Yes, it's nice. Well, it's because it feels like there's a lot of marshmen. Because you've got some attacking the Great Hall, some yeah. in the corridor, some in the. Um... And there are only six costumes, but because they're he's 
very cleverly putting them in different locations. Yeah. Like I was saying in um, the Robots of Death commentary last night, I think the death of a base under siege story is where you can leave the base. Yes. So You've a lot of those Troughton stories, they head off into the Himalayas. Yeah. Or they go into Antarctica, you know, in the ice world. Mm-hmm. And, or in View from the Deep, in episode three, they head back to the TARDIS yeah, to do a exactly. few... exactly. So it's not... Whereas not under siege. In Robots of Death, you never leave the sand miner. No. So the threat's always there. And in this episode four, we never leave the Starliner. No. And because you've got quite a number of extras for Doctor Who and you've seen them all the way through and it's the same faces cropping up. Yeah. When the violence comes to those people, although you don't know them, know them, you you recognise the people because you've built the relationship up. Do you think that Nefred had to die? I think that's quite sad. I, that is I would quite... love for these three useless bunch going off in the uh-huh. Starliner together. <laughs> but I think he probably does because I think... Logan will be the person who leads them. Yeah, he's been and, set up. As, yeah, he's as been set up as the, that, and he can't can't do that if Nefred is there. He's basically the rational one, isn't yes. he? Yes, I think you, what you've got here is you've got the three from Carnival of Monsters, haven't you? Orum yeah. is the skin sale character. Yeah. Um, Pletrak is Nefred, <laughs> and. Oh, there isn't oh, a Kallik, is there? Oh, no, it's not an evil one, is no. there? No. Maybe Logan secretly evil. <laughs> takes over once, we, once they're up in the air. Oh, he uses Canine's head as a weapon yeah. here, doesn't he? <laughs> Just to scare them away. <clears throat> and it's a nice bit of work, a nice bit of business from Tom. Do you know what's really interesting as well? Is in the Tom Baker years and in the Blu-ray behind the sofa sets where yeah. Tom is forced to watch his own time in the show. He's very complimentary of season 18. Now, he I is. know he wasn't at the time. No, but, but he, with I, hindsight... I remember watching those behind the surface, he's going, this is really good. I remember saying, oh, I'd like to see the cassette of that one. Yeah, For yeah, the yeah. Leisure Hive, wasn't it? And I always remember when he'd, he'd watch Full Circle and he says, oh, sorry, I was just thinking how pretty Lala looked in that clip. Oh. And it was just a lovely little bit of affection... See, they're quite sad, aren't they? Because Tylos is, yeah. is dead. Does Kira die? No, she gets no, away, she, doesn't she? Yeah. yeah, she survives. You can't massacre all the children. No. That would be appalling. Just two. But it is interesting how, you know, obviously he wasn't very complimentary about any of this at the time. No. Because he was on the way out. His ego was somewhere in the stratosphere. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, he's generally behaving appallingly. But in retrospect, he can see the many strengths of this yes. year. Oh, I love this. Lala Wars. It's just that swiping at him. Well, it's sort of cat-like, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's the way she hugs the TARDIS. Yeah, she recognises it, stay by the TARDIS. It? He strokes it, and yeah. then she's just sort she's of touching it. mimicking it. It's a really interesting performance. It's... And she won't let any of them... She's Near gone it. so far from Lady Adastra, hasn't yeah, she? Not Lady Adastra. Uh, uh, no uh, Princess Astra. Well, Princess simple. Astra, Lady Adrasta. <laughs> 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 You've got to have a system, as Harry Hill would You've say. Got... <laughs> <laughs> You've got to have a system file. <laughs> Was it Princess... Princess Ad... No, I can't get it Princess right. Princess Astra. Princess Astra. Lady Adrasta. <laughs> Who's best? There's only one way to find <laughs> out. 
Fight! <laughs> oh my god, imagine that bitch fight. Oh, because she gets her claws she out does, as well, yeah. doesn't she? Now, my dear. Uh, <laughs> Oh my god. Find the dog on the rock! I would love to see that fight. <laughs> Something about two women going at it. Yeah. You know? mm. well, I don't mean in a sexual way. <laughs> but do you remember when Buffy and Faith oh, had that yeah. massive fight? Oh in my season god. Season three yeah, and season so four. Yeah. It was. Because you're Buffy, waiting for it. Buffy and Willow in the magic show. Yeah. Oh, it's some of the best telly, you know. Have we ever seen any two women go at each other in Doctor Who? I don't think we have. I'm not sure we have. No. Oh, well, we can always mm -hmm. dream. <laughs> oh, look, they're trying to scour the books now. Yeah. How can we deal with this invasion? Do nothing, he decides. <laughs> they're and so rubbish. This is, I swear to God, this is a comment on politicians. Absolutely, yeah. It's just, <laughs> what do we, we do? Do against... anything that's precipitous that's going to. Against this rampaging horde of monsters. Oh, well, we'll just stay here, shall we? <laughs> but two stories later, doing nothing. Is exactly what yeah. you've got to do. That's really true, isn't it? It is. Mm -hmm. And that's the way out. Yeah. And I always find that so interesting because the thought of Tom Baker's doctor doing, doing nothing, nothing. And that's what he says. Do nothing. nothing. Yeah, he's really furious you know, about it. I'm Tom Baker as the doctor. I don't do nothing. I swing in from the chandeliers. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Vash is going to go in a minute. Yeah. Let's look at him one last time because he's very pretty. He's got a sort of um, olive-coloured skin, yeah, doesn't yeah. he? Mm -hmm. Some people are blessed with. Not me, though. I'm, I'm <laughs> as pale as a ghost. <laughs> oh, look at that poor woman in a shawl. My files! Nefred <laughs> tries to climb over yeah. the top. <laughs> <laughs> he gets over one, one section. Oh, no! Oh. oh, and then he gets clubbed. So why is it one touch kills people? Have they just got, like, a toxic I skin? Think, I'm guessing so. Oh, those bloody question marks. Mm -hmm. It's Did interesting watching this. Watch No, I didn't notice them at all. I thought they were they were okay. But it's interesting watching this season where you can see where Tom's trying to hide them when he can <laughs> and tuck them in. And obviously he's been told, no, show them. Look at this. This is so cute. Mm -hmm. He See, Matthew Waterhouse genuinely given some bloody acting. Because yes. he's next to Tom Baker. And yeah, I think when Davison comes in, Matthew Waterhouse then thinks he's the he's the he's yeah, the, like, not, the lead not of this show, and so he's a bit cocky, and it just doesn't suit him at all. But Whereas, he's eighteen, isn't he? You know, he can't everyone. steal the screen from Tom Baker. No, because no one can. But he can from Peter Davison because he's a very mm. generous actor, and it don't work. God, those scenes in Fourth Doomsday where yeah, oh. he's going, oh, Monarch is a marvelous. Frog, who's going to give us fine schools? <laughs> this is quite sweet, isn't it? When Nefer yeah, dies, yeah, I like these scenes. They're all quite poignant. And the fact that his he, he gets a, a death line, which is a plot twist: we cannot return and to Terradon because we, we have, have never, never been there. there. <laughs> <laughs> you and me could just read out the script, <laughs> we? Oh dear. It's like a, a death twist. Yes. There you go. I'm, I'm doing the flight for entirety thing here. They invented the exposition coma. Yeah, space. Space. Uh, space things. Yeah. Uh, and... Um, space reasons. Space reasons. So we're going to say death twists. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or worse... It's, a, it's when the death twist doesn't... You remember when Lee Sen Chang dies? Oh, and yeah, like, and he doesn't uh, even get, get there. 
No answer to a simple question. question. Typical politician. <laughs> He's got blood on his head. Yes, and... But even there, right, yeah, a normal a, a normal 80s director would just point and shoot. Yeah. Grimway came He's... in across the set yeah. towards them very slowly. I, I know I'm pointing out, like, simple camera moves. But it Some all elevates it. didn't use they just simple camera moves. They didn't move the camera once it was, was there, Peter Moffat. It's, uh... It's just a little bit more interesting to look mm-hmm. at than your average 80s Doctor Who. Yeah, they, oh. they look at each other like, what do you mean we've never been there? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so who reveals the twist that they are they are the Marshmen? Tom, the Doctor does, doesn't he? In a second. Yeah, so they're your ancestors. And, you know, like, we've got sort of monsters rampaging around... But they're not the scariest monsters in the no. world. And there's no big showdown between the no, Doctor and the villain. That's Maybe that's why this Because is... there isn't actually a villain. He's just someone doing his job. Yeah. And maybe because it is smarter than your average Doctor Who yeah, as well. Yeah, maybe that's it. Because it's not the usual stuff. People, so... people want sort of set pieces. Yeah. Sort of a bit of campery. Mm-hmm. A, a big villain showdown. You and know. we haven't had much of that. Really, is it quite subtle? This, yeah, I think I think that's it. And subtle always gets lost. And I think it probably could have been interminable with a bad director. Yes, but, but because it's so well made. Yes, yeah, exactly. But if you compare this to to State of Decay, where you have got big villains and you do get confrontations between the Doctor and Orcon, and you yes. have got a big finale, and it's a big, it's the I'll big be ceremony. Honest, if I was going to my shelf, I'd You'd pick, pick up, up State of yeah. Decay. Mm-hmm. You know, all ready to feed our oh. hunger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think they're more. Was you a swarm? You are in the resting Rest- place. <laughs> I am Orcon. Welcome to my domain. <laughs> I once worked in the Bureau of Ancient Records. Oh, that's my favourite scene in the whole season. You are wonderful, Cy. <laughs> Me? <laughs> wonderful? Yes. I suppose I am. Never bet- really thought about it. You better throw that door in my face now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this shot of Lala Ward. Yeah. Backlit coming through the grill. Is Great. Marvellous. Yeah, look at her. Bloody hell. She is terrifying. Yeah. Gonna finally get that bloody Tom. The only thing that's scarier than Tom Baker in a mood is, is Lala, Lala Ward in a mood. <laughs> it's true. There's only one way to find uh-huh. out. Fight! <laughs> oh, I bet. And here we go. Nice, graceful fall again. Oh. Oh. She's got the right sort of dress she for has... it as well, yeah. hasn't she? Mm-hmm. <laughs> We go. The, uh, the deciders are now creeping through the ship mm-hmm. with the two people that survived. Yeah. And it's Logan who is in command. Yeah. And like you've got um, Varsh and Adric both using these fire extinguishers. Only one of them looks convincing with yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Vash is so butch. He's yeah. like, he's <laughs> he really like a machine gun, isn't uh-huh. he? You know? Yeah, I like Adric, who's a bit... Yeah. Oh, oh. I think maybe um, Richard Willis is used to handling himself. Yeah. Whereas Matthew Waterhouse perhaps is a little inexperienced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this bit in a second where she sits up and grins this beautiful smile. And Tom 
then yeah. grins his beautiful smile as well. You could try gel electro electrophoresis. <laughs> and I always remember someone said that this scene demonstrates the difference between season 18 and, and 17 because she'd have woken up and said something incredibly witty yeah. in season 17. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And 18, she's got a bit of technobabble. What would she have said in season 17? I don't know. Oh, she has Something, so much great yeah. line. You despicable worm! <laughs> he lives in the power complex. Well, that, that fits. fits. <laughs> you and me have been watching this stuff too My much. cylinder's running out! <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll sacrifice myself meaninglessly. And then you've got a character arc. You're an orphan boy and you can be a companion in Doctor Who. Yeah. Actually, there is a thing about all There is, isn't there? Yeah, Victoria, Vicky. Well, in this season. Well, yes. Well, they all are. Adric and Tegan, technically. Well, Well, I think maybe Auntie Vanessa did bring up uh, Tegan. I think so. Your father's farm was hardly the outback, my dear. (laughs) (laughs) Now I've resist. (laughs) Perhaps if I wave, a knight errand will come and rescue us. The 1980s, Aunt (laughs) Vanessa. No knight errands. (laughs) I love her. So, you know, the bit I love the most. It's when Deacon comes out and goes in. She goes, oh, oh. she's going in again. <laughs> it reminds me of um, Kath from Kath and Kim. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still think we missed a trick not having Auntie Vanessa as a companion, you know. <laughs> she'd have livened would up. would have loved her, wouldn't it? Well, she'd have livened up time flight, wouldn't she, a bit? <laughs> what the hell are those giant white poos? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, no, Vars, don't die. Oh. Don't worry, you've got a beautiful future ahead with Kate O'Mara. Yeah, you're going to be all right. What a pretty couple they must have mm-hmm. been. Are there pictures of the two of them together? There must be somewhere. Oh, I'm going to have a look at that on the way home. <gasps> you know. Oh, did you see how nice his bum looked? Huh? <laughs> you couldn't oh, miss it, could keep you? Going on about bums oh, in brothers. Oh, oh no, no, my butt. Oh, all right, but... I know we're taking a piss, but like, his brother is dying. He's trying to grab yeah. his hand. In terms of a script, That's, this is very well yeah. done. It's just Matthew Waterhouse. Let's decide down mm-hmm. a bit. Yeah, Matthew Waterhouse just sort of sits there, <laughs> looking a bit lost. Yeah, he's... You think the Doctor would comfort him as yeah, well? Yeah, but Tom's Doctor isn't a comforter, is he? I always think of that oh, bit in true. Legopolis where he, where he says, Tegan, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. And pats her on the shoulder and then walks what? off. Remember Lawrence Scarman in Yeah. Well, you didn't Mars. get anything from I, I told him not to. Yeah. <laughs> so to get any remark of comfort from him is is something. And something the Davison does a lot better. Yes. And in fact Colin does really well as well. Yes, surprisingly. Just let him go. Come mm. on. That's that's the that's co- it. Maybe that's but it as well. It's the, it's the learning. They've learned to let themselves out. The climax of this story is the plot, the last piece of the jigsaw puzzle yes. coming together instead of like a big dramatic high. It's not a high. big set piece. Yeah. And, and it is literally just it's let this go. It's conversation, yeah. So maybe that's it. But I still and think it's, yeah. ve- it's very good. And this is Tom saying, well, they'll come in and they'll learn how to put it back together again. Mm. They're your ancestors. That's the climax and of that's the story. It. That's and that's where where they realise that they that's why we can't return to Pterodon. And what's hilarious is the bit where he's going, Well, 
It does require, require some thought. <laughs> and we think, oh, they're never going to take no. off. And, and then you get that do. optimistic ending with the lovely music yeah, as the and ship's the, going mm. up. And she and goes, but you could just imagine the conversations between the two of them. Yeah. Well, should we press the button? Do yeah. we have the right? right. <laughs> oh, dear. yeah. Have a quick look at your phone again. See if Fraser came at us with anything else. You never know, you know. I can keep talking about Logan's bum mm-hmm. while you're doing that. Don't worry. There is one one story, but maybe we'll, one more question, but maybe we'll do that at the end. Oh, okay. He did quite well by us, though. He did, didn't also, he? Just at the very last minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But will they learn to come in? So that should be the ultimate reason as to why they should go. Yes. So they're not going to evolve again, are they? That's the end no, of the that's, evolutionary that's process. The, I, I think so. That they've <laughs> reached the pinnacle. <laughs> which so is... where have this useless bunts gone in e-space then? They've taken off, but yeah. where, where are the, the land? Well, the ship is programmed to find a, a planet where they can live because it's a colony ship. So okay. that's what it says. Because oh, it says this now. They picked up a signal, you know, come to Utopia. <laughs> Off they went uh-huh. to the they'll furnaces. Probably, they'll probably land on the vampire planet because that's <laughs> yeah. the only other planet there is. <laughs> no, they'll yeah. be on the other side of it. They should, cause, because um, obviously, it's, oh no, you can't, they can't travel in time in East Space, can no, they? No, they can't. No, oh, I, I don't was, think so, anyway. Should, well, if they've gone to the future and they're like, oh, we found this, this costume, what's this? Oh, oh, it's one of the designer <laughs> costumes. Mm-hmm. Oh, they've all been drained of blood. Oh, this is really cute. Uh-huh. Oh, I can't see any writing on those files, no. so, do you know? Just press those few buttons there. There you go. Off you go. And Tom and Lala striding off in a minute together, both in burgundy. It's your completely favorite, instead. Look at that. It's your I mean, they're just brilliant together. <laughs> the green button, gentlemen. <laughs> so, that must have been a bit of Tom business. I can imagine as they're doing policies in Parliament, you know, like, right, we've got to do this, we've this, got to sort this, out this, uh, but it does require some thought. And yeah. we just do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll have a few meetings about meetings uh-huh. first, you know. Decide when the first meeting's going to be. Oh. oh. Put Kate, there we go, the greatest team back together. Have... Well, yeah, but we don't realise yet, do we? No. He's snuck away. He's inside Romana's yeah, bedroom. Yeah, exactly. She's going to get a terrible mm-hmm. shock when she goes to bed. <laughs> oh. Loot! He stole that! <laughs> so this is the last gasp of the three of them, isn't it? Because obviously really? this, well, it's, I mean, always, it's always yeah. Adric after this. Yeah, well, I, I, you've got those nice scenes at the start of State of Decay. Oh, when they're in the console yeah. room and oh no actually no that is their last gasp yeah. isn't it where um quite a technocophica you've got here <laughs> doctor what's, what's a, a technocophica what is a technocophica i don't know would you say it's only rococo <laughs> no i wouldn't <laughs> i love oh, i love what look certain scenes in um, state of decay they are deliriously they in are. love with each other absolutely and certain ones that they're not <laughs> deliriously in love with each I'm other. not looking at her. All right. Mm-hmm. I always find this quite an optimistic ending, though. Yeah. It's like the ship's just, taken off. We're going to find a way Tom home. It's just looking gloomy, looking out at the scanner. Da, da, da. <laughs> oh, hey. there we go. Do you know what? 
that felt like for the first time in ages our actual commentary where we talked about stuff I on the screen. I think we did out quite a lot there, didn't I we? I think maybe because we're sitting on your sofa watching yeah, maybe it together. That, yeah, that might be it. Imagine we've got pizza and beer around <laughs> us, all right? No pizza for me. I'll oh, have the oh, beer. Okay. <laughs> you can't have no cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so what's Fraser's question? Okay, he says, rank this story with the rest of Peter Grimwade's. Oh, Because that's, that's a really hard one because he's got Logopolis, he's got Kinder, he's got Earthshot, and he's got this. Hang on, though, because he's not very specific sometimes. Is he saying we've got to rank them in the direction of those stories or just the stories overall? Well, he just says, rank this story with the rest of Peter Grimwade's. So I think let's answer it from a direction point of view. Okay, in terms of direction, <clears throat> I'd say Earthshock is probably his best direction. Yeah, it's certainly the paciest, it's, it's so fast. And, yeah. And that, I think the last episode has a hundred scenes yeah, or something absurd like that. Um, and to do that in a BBC studio at the time, it's those massive cameras. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say Earthshock, I'd probably say Kinder. I'm going in reverse. Yeah. Logopolis, full circle. Okay. But they're all good. Yes. Kinder's direction is so so un- unusual. Yeah, and I think because you've got those surreal scenes, like the bit leading up to the end of part three with the clocks ticking and all of that. and That's astonishing, that ast- direction. That's, that's a cliffhanger that shouldn't work. Yeah. But really does. And... He convince he gets in the right actors, yeah, to convince like Hindle of his breakdown, yeah, and also I think of the cliffhanger to part two where they're going to open the box, and yeah, that, that is incredibly tense. Without work at no, all. That that's just someone opening a box, but but then I think about those scenes with the Watcher in Logopolis, yeah, and the location that, work in this, yeah, and that scene in in part one of Logopolis where Tom comes out of the TARDIS and sees the Watcher for the first time. I think is one of the most startlingly brilliant Doctor Who scenes ever because it's all done with no dialogue. It's all done with Tom's acting. And the moment he sees the Watcher and he suddenly goes almost grey. Yeah. And he's he's tired and defeated suddenly by just by... And that image of the Watcher from across the road just standing there was, again, really unsettling image of my childhood. I can sum this up. Okay. Well, they're all great. Um, but in different ways. Yeah, he might be a complete nutter to work with, but he was a fantastic director. Yes, and, and like I we think... said earlier, Doctor Who lost something when it lost him. I saw Ian Levine give an interview once where he said that, you know what, he might have pissed off the cast, but he did right by the show. And, and it's true. It's absolutely true. Absolutely right. Well, Sally. Okay, we're going to do our do things, you haven't have we? Three reasons, because I've got, I I've got forty, forty reasons probably. Okay, start us off. All right, I'm going to go with Lala Ward because she doesn't get masses to do in this story, really, but she becomes absolutely central to it, and those her phenomenal scream, her wonderful world weary absolutely sad scene at the start with tom mm. is is a pivotal moment in this season 
where she doesn't want to go, but they've got to do what's right. And the whole possessed acting, I think, is some of the best... Actually, I think actually it's probably the best possessed acting of any companion ever. And there's plenty of it. Yeah, there's loads more. Jackie Lane. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe, actually, maybe it's Janet Fielding, actually, in Snake Dance. Oh, it's a toughie. It is, but what she does wordlessly is wonderful. Um, I am going to say the location work in episodes one and two. Yeah. Which I think... Do you know, I had a conversation with Gary Russell uh, and Day of the Darks about the Tomorrow People. Yeah. And he said that he thought that the location work in the Tomorrow People is the best sort of location work he's ever seen on television. I don't think that's at all true. (laughs) But I do think some of the best location work I can remember seeing on television in sort of the 70s, 80s is in season 18. Yeah. I think the location work in Full Circle... And in um, State of Decay and Legopolis is all like top tier. And Brighton Beach. And Brighton Beach. It's very quick. quick. But yeah, so I'm going to say the location work um, because it's not just um, like a camera going on location. He's dressed it, he's he's lit lit it, it, and he's chosen to shoot it. In an exciting way. Yeah. No, it's really good. It's a nice use of a location that they come back to quite a lot over the next few years. Mm. But it always, always looks good. Mm-hmm. Okay. My second one, because I'm predictable, is Tom Baker. Okay. Because... Fair. the I'll, One of those questions that comes up on Twitter is, what's the hill you will die on? And I always say, the hill I will die on is that Tom Baker is on fire in season 18 and it never ever gets enough recognition he is doing really interesting and different stuff with the doctor for the first time in a long time he is not coasting i'm although he's acting again yes although i as i pointed out when we did nightmare of eden i don't think he's coasting through a lot of season 17 in the way that people think he is but this year he's had his buttons pressed and he's got to do as he's told. Mm. But it makes his doctor really... There's some fire in his belly yeah, in 18. Yeah, there's some, some really interesting choices. And I think, for me, and this might be a lot of nostalgia as well, I think the definitive fourth doctor is seen through season 18 because you've got all the different aspects of his doctor all yeah. in one. He's very funny in he's Megalos very... and State of Decay. Yeah, and he's... he's Surprisingly funny in the Leisure Hive, which no one ever picks up on. Arrest the scarf, then. Yeah, but also you've got the group, the doomy grave moments as well. You've got the ferocious anger of this performance. You've got then the beaten down and tired Doctor at the end, and it's a real. I think you've got every aspect of his doctor. I think he gives his last really funny operatic performance in State of Decay that's very much like his season 17 doctor only slightly less witty maybe. He's very charming in Keeper of Trark. He is. He's in a good mood in Keeper of Trark and, and he's, he's enjoying working with Anthony Ainley. Just and... haunted in Legopolis. Yeah. And that's something new that we haven't yeah. seen in him and at the very last maybe minute. Maybe he's, he's... Saying, saying to people look I'm going but, but I've still I can got do it. this. I can yeah. do this. And I don't think he ever gets enough credit for what he's doing. It's always, well, he's not doing this. 
and he's not doing that and he's yeah. hungover and he's tired and yet there are aspects that he's not well but he's watch him throughout this story he's he's world weary at the start but he's got the fire in his belly by part two mm-hmm. when he's there and once he's got the mystery and he's repairing the TARDIS and he's grinning and he's yeah it's great he's great brilliant. great stuff okay <clears throat> I'm going to try and be less predictable then and not say all of the male flesh that's on this way <laughs> <clears throat> Um, I am going to say, I am going to say that it was very bold to structure a story in an unconventional way where the big hitting moments are twists in the plot rather than set pieces and sort of big moments of drama. And to go back to Fraser's question, I think that might be why this one slips under the radar a little bit. But I really admire it, do it taking that very intelligent course and, and doing something a little less melodramatic yeah. and a little smarter. Thank Good you. stuff. Okay, and my final choice is Paddy Kingsland. Ah. Because this is a hugely memorable score for me. I think because I had this... I had this story on cassette. The music really stood out. And I think this is what settled my love of Doctor Who music, was listening to the different passages in this. So that little theme that you've got for the TARDIS spinning in space. It's great. And you've got the marshmallow. You stay in your lane, all right? That's my job. But you've got the marshmallow thing. You've got the deciders thing. Dum, 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 So he's yeah he's coming in he's just writing theme it's it's very theme heavy so that you know who you are and where who you're seeing and where they are but it's it's great and it's the first of a long run i mean because every score by paddy kingston is really brilliant but he will hone this um in Logopolis, i think particularly is is probably his best but i love this music I cannot argue with any of your three things. Mm-hmm. My last thing then is going to be... I'm going to say Richard Willis okay. as Vash, yeah. who absolutely should have been Adric. Yeah. Um, but then imagine Matthew Waterhouse as Vash. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, who I think is very convincing in the role. Yeah. He's smoking hot. He is such mm-hmm. a pretty boy. Um, and I don't feel sad because of Matthew Waterhouse acting when Varsh dies. No. I feel sad because I like Varsh as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that group of kids, it's three not very good actors and one mm. really good actor. And he kind of salvages a lot of those scenes. Yes. So Richard Willis. Good Plus choice. the fascinating new fact I learned about him and Kate Amara. Yeah, there we go. You're going to have to investigate that she now. Do have kids? I don't think so. They oh, don't think she had kids. They were like pretty kids, I'll tell you. Um, well, Si, where are we going next? Well, okay. I'm going to throw something at you now. Go on. Um, literally? Want... No, no, no. I'm not going to throw something literally at you. Um, let's go back 10 years. 10 years from ten years this story? From... No, no. Let's go back 10 years from now. Okay. And let's do the Day of the Doctor. 
Because oh. I'm ready for a big hitter. Okay. Are you ready to take that on? I absolutely am ready to take that okay. on. Okay. I'm surprised no one's no nabbed one that has, before. No one has nabbed that one, have they? You're on. Okay. You and me, or you, me, and Fraser? Oh, I don't know. I might need backup. We'll talk to him. We will. Three doctors you... in one story, three of us in one three story. Three hamsters in one yeah. story. It could be amazing, couldn't it? It could be. Okay. But, but anyone starts making jokes about sizes of sonic screwdrivers, <laughs> and I'm out of it, all right? This is a family podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but there we go. There we there you didn't expect that, did you? I didn't. Actually, normally I'll say thank you for your time. Yeah. And blah, 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 blah. But that's what you know, people. Thank know. you very much for coming to my house and recording a hamster. You're so welcome. <laughs> thank you very much for treating me like a prince. My pleasure. <laughs>